Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong. Where each episode one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy, and today I've chosen the movie, and it is Night's Dreams from 1981. So here we go, Night Dreams. Now, before we get into the actual movie itself, I thought it'd probably be worth mentioning that although we've covered a few slightly adult-themed films or films that also include, like, adult content, actual, you know, penetration and whatnot, this is the first porn film Mm. of the podcast. No pixelation in no, this word. No, no sucking through underpants. <laughs> like, uh, what was that? Red account. Red account. There was a yeah. bit of pants sucking in Red Account. <laughs> no pants sucking here. This is a full-on porn film. Um, so probably should come with a warning. We're talking about a lot of fucking today. Um, <laughs> That's basically all this film is. There's a lot going on. No one's idea of a good time is listening to two men in their 30s talking about people having sex. So... <laughs> So I've kind of, I'm going to be talking primarily about the, the other part of the porn film, the plot-wise, the story-wise, but, um, but Dave, it's I know- It's going to be a very I, short podcast. Uh, well, though. I think there's a lot to cover, but Dave, I know you love a good cum face, so if you want to, <laughs> if you want to go into the nitty and gritty of the actual sex scenes themselves, that is fine. Sure. You go right ahead. <laughs> Because I remember during the uh, Infernal Rapist episode, you, you did write a lot about his cum face. I did, yeah. Mm. That was um, that was a pretty amazing cum face. Yes. <laughs> and this film is no is is no way no no way short of cum faces. There's plenty of cum faces. A lot of the cum faces are covered by masks in this film, though. Which was your favorite cum face, Dave? <laughs> did you pick a favorite? I actually haven't written anything about cum faces for this one. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was what you bring to the podcast. No, You're no. the cum face guy. Weirdly enough, for this film, it was more the art direction and dialogue ah, okay. that uh, I found pretty impressive, rather than the cum faces. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you see come to see this film? How did I come? Come to see this film. Well, that is a great question. So, I had this on an old hard drive back home in England... I don't know where I got it from, how I came to have it in my possession, where I downloaded it from, anything. Which was weird because on that hard drive was pretty much primarily Japanese films, like pink films and old like pinky violence films. And then I saw this one called Night Dreams. And I was like, hang on, what what the hell is Night Dreams? I clicked on it. Um, This is literally just a couple of months ago. And I thought, fucking hell, this is wild. (laughs) So this is a really recent viewing for you then? For me, yeah. For I, I watched it for the first time, um, well, two months ago. Hmm. But I've had it on this hard drive that I've had for 15 years. Wow. So when and how it came into my possession <laughs> is is a bit of a mystery. Wow. I'm, I'm shocked that I never heard about it until mm-hmm. you mentioned it to me. Because I do quite enjoy porn films, mm-hmm. like classic era porn films. but And I like especially weird stuff like this. So I, how have I not heard about this? Because it, it's absolutely insane. This it film. is. It's definitely among the craziest porn films of, of this era that I've seen. Yeah. And I think I've got I've got a few mind blowing facts to shoot at you before oh, we get into exciting. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. before we actually get into the the porn film itself, um, I want to talk about the the people involved. Okay. 
But before I do that, I'm going to just give a very brief outline of what the film is about so people know what we're going into before I say who's involved, which is a little bit controversial, but it's a porn film. It's not like there's a plot. It's literally just scene after scene of fucking indifferent situations. So in a sentence, Night Dreams is um, a film about an experiment. It's an experiment. A pair of scientists use electric jolts to induce a sleeping woman to have erotic dreams, is the film in a sentence. Now, there are three primary people involved in the making of Night Dreams, okay? There is um, the director, Francis Delia, and it is written by Jerry Stahl and Stephen... S- I, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Sayadian, Sayadian. Hmm. Um, now, all these three people go by aliases. Okay. It's quite interesting, actually, the people involved in, in the oh, making right. this. So, Delia, the director, he, he's a bit of the mystery. In this film, he goes by the pseudonym F.X. Pope. Okay. But there is a lot of speculation that that is also a fake name and that this is actually the writer Stephen Syedin. But we're not quite sure. That the reason people made that connection is because there is actually Night Dreams 2 and 3 that are directed by Syedin, and people say it matches a lot of like similar themes and the stylistic choices are very similar. What I did find out about Delia is that he actually did some camera work on early Abel Ferrara films. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Abel Ferrara obviously being the bad lieutenant, mm. driller killer, Miss 45. He did some of his, of his earlier films. Um, mm. So quite an interesting person. Now, the other two people involved in this are... Um, Jerry Stahl and Steven Sayadian. I'm never going to say that right. (laughs) Now, they were both working for Hustler magazine. Jerry Stahl was the copywriter and um, Stahl was the creative director, right? Now, Jerry Stahl, he is primarily a novelist and screenwriter. And his kind of claim to fame is a memoir called Permanent Midnight. Ah, I thought I recognized his name. Okay, right, right. And um, that starred Ben Stiller in yeah. the main role. Yeah, yeah. He is also written... Um, he's a screenplay writer. He's written episodes for CSI. He did Bad Boys 2 with Will Smith. <laughs> episodes of Twin Peaks. Okay, yeah. And uh, most surprisingly, Alf. <laughs> what? So the writer of Alf did this fucking insane porn film, <laughs> which is bizarre. Now, the other guy, Stephen Sayadian... Probably not the way to spell it. You've said it, you've said it uh, differently each time. Yeah. Let's just call him Steve. I'll, I'll, I'll get through this. I'll Let's get call him Steve. 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 <laughs> so the other guy, Steve, he um, he's has the alias Rinse Dreams in it's quite a good, this, uh, uh, good pseudonym. In this erotic venture. He is the uh, art director, production designer for a lot of old uh, VHS art covers and posters uh, from the 80s, including Dress to Kill. Mm, good cover. John Carpenter's The Fog. Oh, yeah. Toby Hopper's The Fun House. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he did a he did a fair bit. Now Sidon was working for Larry Flint Productions this time uh, when he was making these like iconic VHS cover arts and posters and stuff. And um, what he did was actually reuse some of the sets for this like old VHS art ah, okay. for the makings of this porn film. Oh, that makes so much sense now because they're absolutely amazing mm-hmm. like sets mm. in this film. <laughs> so Dress to Kill set, Funhouse uh, set for yeah, the posters yeah. Yeah. were actually sets for this porn film. Holy shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? That makes so much sense now because this feels 
like really quite big budget mm. for a, a porn film from the early 80s so that really makes a lot of sense yeah there was a few things like wow they really went there but mm. then after finding this out and you know their connections i thought wow this is actually yeah it makes sense and like you said it's not cheap it doesn't feel cheap it's really impressive sets and really impressive mm. makeup a lot of the time um now before last thing i'm going to say is a few few quotes that came out upon the making uh, upon the release of this film so playboy described it as the first avant-garde adult film fellini meets eraserhead <laughs> okay velvet magazine described it as the citizen kane of adult films okay yeah fair enough <laughs> and pornographic film historian jim holiday called it the most unusual unique and innovative adult film ever made i i yeah I, it's a pretty accurate description mm. That last one. Don't know about that Citizen Kane comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit unusual. Yeah. And lastly, AVN called it one of the most influential adult films of all time. Yeah, how the fuck did I not know about this film? That's wild, I, I right? find it very strange that I, I never heard of it mm. until now. So I feel like, yeah, I've probably hyped the film up enough mm. with all these awesome facts. So let's get right into it. All right. So here we go. Night Dreams <laughs> by Steve. <laughs> Steve and Friends. <laughs> the lead actress in this is also quite a legend. Did you know her? Yeah, she's uh, Dorothy LeMay. So mm-hmm. she's, yeah, just like a big porno legend. I think... Wait, hang on. I think she's in Dress to Kill. Oh, really? Yeah, I I could be wrong, but I, I feel like she's in that film or maybe... Maybe not. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> no, I'm totally wrong. So she she's in um she's in ten. Sorry, ten. Okay. Yeah. Do you know ten? Blake oh. Edwards ten. No. Yeah, she has a, a small role in that. Don't know why I thought she was in Dress to Kill. Who knows? Who knows, Dave? Who knows? Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we open with a woman masturbating whilst giving one of the greatest monologues ever. Oh fuck! It's Her speeches great. are fantastic. <laughs> they are great. Do you remember what she uh, she said? Yeah, I've actually written down Go a few for things. I think her first thing is like, "I know you're watching me," mm. straight away. Yeah, and it's really intense mm. straight away. And one thing I really like about this film is it doesn't feel like a traditional porn film in any sense. Mm. Like the kind of sex and what it's doing is really intense mm. in quite a fucked up way. Even this masturbation scene. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she says the line, oh man, I'm going to have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can feel my pussy so open. You can see inside me. I feel so juicy. I can't stop. <laughs> but it's delivered really intensely. She's very intense. And she's like, she keeps saying that. I know you're watching me. Yeah. Like it's, it's very strange voyeuristic. She's really great as mm. well her, mm. her performance in this is, is really awesome mm. I know you're watching me I can feel your eyes like fingers touching me in certain places I can feel my pussy so open you can see inside me I feel so juicy I can't stop and then we kind of like see that she's kind of hooked up to a machine um, and then we cut to like two scientists who are basically observing her, and it's very much your your white lab coat kind of scientists. Yeah, um, and they're watching through like the one way mm, mirror kind of thing. Mm, yeah, and yeah, one of them says oh, she seems to be experiencing some erotic trauma. That's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so we know from the opening um, dialogue from the scientists that she's experienced some kind of erotic trauma, and that. From her husband, who apparently exists, she's never experienced an orgasm before. 
Um, and that's kind of the 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 motive of this movie. That's the 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 journey we're set upon. We're yeah. we're we're there to or that we're here to watch her try and be given an orgasm mm. through whatever process these scientists have set up for her. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to one of the most disturbing porn films <laughs> or scenes I have ever seen. I gotta say that uh, while I I really love this film. I don't think it ever lives up to how completely insane that this first mm. sequence is. It's it is like both the highlight of the film and and the most nightmarish thing was, about oh, the film. It was so scary for me. It's really I, upsetting. Yeah, and it it just uh, yeah. As soon as it started, I'm like, oh no, here we go, <laughs> here we go. So we get these like masks, these red masks, kind of flashing onto the screen. Um, and we zoom into this massive, like, like jack-in-the-box, jack in yeah. and it's in a dark, eerie room. It's like we're in a child's room, yeah. and we're going slowly closer towards this um, jack-in-the-box as we hear, like, distorted oh, laughing being played, and, like, the crank noise yeah. getting turned. It's like a weird sort of chanting mm-hmm. sound in the background, but... It's really hard to make out exactly what it is. It's quite hard to describe, yeah. like, the noise in this scene. And as you say, like, that red kind of light as well. Yeah. So when, when we're seeing the cutaways of these faces of either toys or masks or whatever mm. they are, it's got this creepy red light. The only way I can describe it is nightmare fuel. Yeah. It's that pure nightmare fuel, like childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and then the oh, top God. of the box oh. pops open and a human jack kind of thing jumps out but his dick is like center frame yeah hanging out and and his costume and mask Mm. uh, it's so disturbing Mm. his mask is like um i I don't know what to compare it to but it's got this long Mm. creepy nose Mm. and just very evil looking Mm. And yeah, as you said, big hole in his pants and his his big old willies just flopping about. Yeah, as yeah, as you said, center frame. And his complete well. center frame. So when he when he kind of popped out, I was I was like taken back. I was like, oh my god, it's fucking terrifying because you yeah. you kind of get a very quick glimpse of his face that like white face with the long big prosthetic nose and the yeah. chin and he's got like wild hair and all like the, his eyes are kind of like blacked out kind of around. He, yeah. he just looks scary. And then, but but the frame lingers on his dick. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the creepiest masks I've seen mm. in a film. And this isn't, you know, necessarily a horror film as well. No, this is, we're here to be turned on. Yeah, like, what's going- <laughs> and we're getting the the creepiest mask I think I've I've ever seen in a mm. movie. <laughs> so Jack goes down on her. He starts yeah. eating her out, but like using his nose yeah. to like oh. fuck her. Oh man, it's that so fucked when the nose starts going in. Yeah, and this the whole way through this, we're also getting these sort of flashes of the masks yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. The, and the creepy sort of kids' room setting. <laughs> and the and the laughing is constantly played. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and everything is very darkly lit. I think that's important to mention. It's a very darkly lit film. Every scene is dark, mm. pretty much. Um, and every scene is layered with like horror elements, like the 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 creepy laughing and the yeah the 
ticking off the clocks and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's a very unsettling atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. One that I was not turned on <laughs> watching at all. But it kind of... it it does, Yeah, it's, it's a weird one because it is extremely creepy. But it is also... How do I describe it? It's like having a nightmare wet dream. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like pretty a pretty good rep- yeah, yeah. <laughs> representation. Like of one it. that you'd wake up and go like, fuck, why did I dream that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like you're just like, that's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah, wrong yeah. with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is seriously, what a way to, to open this film. Mm. And it, it, I got to say, yeah, it never quite reaches that, that level for me. But Not that, that level of horror. That really though. unsettled me, that, that opening sequence. We get thrown right into the deep end mm. with that. Yeah, that was, that was terrifying. And then we go back to the hospital. And uh, she's having another long speech mm. um, about... The, you know, you're watching me and, and the doing the you know, masturbating and talking to the scientist she also, the one-way mirror. And- yeah, she looks into the mirror, spreading her butt, and says, <laughs> such delicious cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> She's got some great lines. Yeah. Yeah. The doctors are kind of um, debating. They, they mm. seem to have opposing thoughts of what is best for... Yeah, so it's a, a male scientist or doctor and then a female mm. doctor... And the female one is, like, really into this whole mm. process. And basically, later on, kind of feels like she's getting very turned on by it. Whereas the male doctor is very prudish and mm. uncomfortable about the whole experiment. It's actually here we find out that the girl's name is Miss Van Halton. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could not but link to uh, The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, it's Milhouse's mum. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh no, Miss Van Halton. So yeah, Miss Van Halton spreading her butt cheeks, pointing mm-hmm. it at the doctors, and um, they're thinking, should we wake her up? But um, the female doctors, I don't know, she has potential. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's keep her wired up. <laughs> and then we go into the next scene, which mm. I fucking loved. I actually yeah. loved this one. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Do you want to go ahead on this one? Yeah, sure. So basically she, I think when she's talking about her delicious cheeks, she makes the comment that she wants some women to, to taste those cheeks, basically. Right. So then we cut into this really bonkers cowboy type set. Mm. With, uh, yeah, it's like in a desert mm. and there's two women with cowboy hats on yeah. that she approaches and they speak in unison mm. the whole time. And there's, oh my God, their first kind of lines that they say are so great. So the two of them are speaking at the same time and they're like, we love the feel of fire. We love the way it burns. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love to feel it all around us until all we can do is breathe and fuck, breathe and fuck. <laughs> Look at the bush on her. <laughs> I reckon she's real wet underneath. Breathe and fuck. Breathe and fuck. Look at the bush on her. I bet she's real wet underneath. So it goes from this sort of weird poetic dialogue to suddenly like, hey, check out that bush. Mm. Oh, man. And the, this music starts oh to kick in. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's this sort of grinding, intense kind of music. And then you... I'm like, man, this music's really great. Mm. And then... It starts to play, and you realize that it's a uh, it's a cover of um, uh, Ring Cat. of Fire. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did you know the band that no, was doing no. the song? So it's a band called Wall of Voodoo. Right. Um, who I think were a fairly well known band, but I, this is the first I've heard the heard of them. But they kind of sound like 
I don't know, like Depeche Mode yeah, mixed yeah, yeah, with yeah. like Christian Death or something. Right, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. this weird kind of. It's a bit post-punk, a little yeah, bit industrial. Yeah. Like the bass, like very industrial, and and the song is kind of it's in a minor key, so it's being sort of it's got this weird kind of tone to it, and it's just intensely playing over this sort of fucking scene or like tonguing scene, I should say. But yeah, it's that was really surreal and really bonkers. But that music really made it for me. I like, loved that song it. it, and it, and that, it was relentless. The bass is constantly like, duh, 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 like the, through yeah. the entire scene. And what I loved is that like they they completely removed all audio from the actual porno scene. Yeah, it and does that a lot, song right? was the only sound mm. playing. So. It was bizarre because, you know, when you... I mean, sound is a, is a big part of erotic anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, sound is a huge turn-on, you know? Sure, sure. So to completely take that out of a porn film and instead have some, like, industrial post-punk Johnny Cash cover of yeah. The Ring of Fire, like, <laughs> it's like, what am I watching? And whilst, like, these two cowgirls, one of them's eating out her front, the other's on the back, and they're just jamming out to some Johnny Cash covers is brilliant it it feels like at, at this scene even though the first scene is really amazing mm. and shocking at this scene it, it kind of feels like okay so this film is more like a weird kind of art mm. film rather than just a regular porn film yeah where it's more concerned about its its visuals mm. than even though like it is obviously concerned with the fucking as well but <laughs> but it's very its approach is very unique mm, yeah i also thought i was what part way through watching this scene i'm like what year is this from and i looked it up i'm like oh it's 81 hmm. that this film's from but it feels much later to me hmm. like it has a really slick kind of mid 80s late 80s kind hmm. of look as well I think sort of, sort of thanks to that kind of really colourful, sort of beautiful art direction mm. that it has. So do you think this was this set? Then do you think that was part of one of the the VHS cover art direction uh, sets that he had? It, I mean, it could have been. Who mm. knows? I mean, I would have to go and search for the 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 posters, promotional posters, yeah, and, yeah. you know, home be release great. stuff. Imagine comparing yeah. those. Did you notice as well at one point, the background kind of lights up and it's a cityscape I did in the not. background as well. It's fucking, it's really fucking mm. cool. So you've got this sort of desert foreground and then like part of the song sort of kicks in and yeah, the, the background kind of lights up and you've got these weird buildings in the background. It's, it's almost really like, cool. a, it's like a, a live gig or something yeah. with the yeah. stage lighting. <laughs> it's very cool. And then one of them has like they all have like gun holsters, yeah. and one of them pulls out a dildo from the gun holster <laughs> and starts using that all the all the while this song is playing. Not um, the first, uh, not the last dildo we're going to see as well. No, oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're getting into it and they're going to, and the song actually I think plays twice mm. through this this scene. It's quite a long scene, um, and we cut back to the uh, the doctors and. They're like, oh my god, she's worked herself up into a frenzy. You know, should we sedate her because she's too into the Ring of Fire, cowgirl, <laughs> lesbian, dildo, fucking. But uh, but the female doctor wants to pursue. She says, no, she's never gonna learn how to handle pleasure if she doesn't get any. <laughs> and then we cut to our next scene. <laughs> I gotta say, this one was a bit of a drag for me. This this sequence, <laughs> it's kind of it, it is like. Uh, the atmosphere is really cool mm. of this, but it, it just goes for quite a while. Mm. But um, yeah, so this next one is kind of in this weird 
sort of again like desert right so it's, it's like, like a middle east yeah, like middle East chic kind of thing yeah we've got these guys in these sort of yeah like uh what do you call that kind of like arabic kind of mm. clothing um and they're all sucking on a hookah pipe <laughs> I you were say something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah chowing down on a hookah pipe and again the sound is really mm. weird so most of the the sound in this it's quite a quiet scene yeah and we're mostly just hearing like the like yeah. sucking on this pipe and then the camera this shot's amazing so the camera starts to pull out and we see mrs van houten on the ground uh using a hooker pipe to masturbate mm. <laughs> it's pretty amazing yeah i was not expecting that but it's it's interesting because yeah you got these four guys like sitting smoking together and they're kind of talking, but it's like yeah, this it's weird like mumbling. It's like yeah, this, like yeah, yeah. a really subtle, like almost like chant, like mutter. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like you said, all you can hear is the breathing of the pipe. Like again, it's very unerotic. Mm. Yeah, it's it's really weird, and it's a very dark, smoky room. Um, there's nothing erotic about it whatsoever. And then like they kind of take turns. Like two of the guys come and fuck Miss Van Houten and they double team her and then they kind of go back to smoking pipes yeah. and then, but the whole time it's like this yeah, <laughs> and it's, yeah it's very droning and weird yeah. and quiet there's also just a snake hanging out in the scene yeah a few times yeah well. I'm not quite sure what that was about but yeah that that scene yeah it, it was one I actually forgot about until getting to it now but um but yeah it is really weird that muttering and the breathing sound mm. very very weird yeah. Yeah, so we're kind of like going through these quite quick because there's yeah. only so much we can talk about the plot and not the fucking Although, but I feel like some of the later ones we're going to have to spend some more time talking about because it does get a bit more bonkers from It here. does. It only gets more bonkers. <laughs> we cut back to the scientists. They're now having more like intense mm. conflicting opinions of how to treat Miss Van Houten. Yeah, we see the the female scientist she's like watching like you know this play out through the the, the mirror and she's sort of licking her lips all mm. erotically like clearly very unprofessional mm. <laughs> this, this scientist here and yeah the the male scientist getting is getting more upset about yeah. this whole process yeah they're arguing more and more about yeah. it yeah and then holy fuck we get the most <laughs> fucked up scene oh my god i it's, was not expecting uh, this actually this is the one part of the film that kind of equals that opening ah uh, yeah 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 yeah. this, this is I, this is fucking mental yeah. this bit jesus christ <laughs> so we cut to miss van houten and she's sitting next to a man in a suit right kind of dracula looking guy yeah oh, yeah <laughs> he's kind of like looking away from her and he's in a very clearly like nervous disposition like yeah. he doesn't feel very comfortable he looks very scared and he, she starts to open his shirt and start touching him mm. but his chest makes some like hollow noise yeah, it's like his chest is like like a plastic sheet or yeah. something yeah she, yeah she taps it and you've got this sort of hollow sound as she does it yeah mm. and all the while we have these kind of like horror-esque violins playing on top it's a very yeah uneasy like soundscape being played over this what we only can assume is the the start of a fucking scene yeah. <laughs> but it's like you already you're on edge and it's like another pitch black room with only these two characters being lit and then she she so she unzips him mm. she's like rubbing his 
his crotch. Yeah. And we're cutting to his face as well. And his mouth is just like opening and closing yeah, like yeah. a robot oh. or like a, or a fish actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we call yeah. back to it later on. But yeah, like, so this mouth sort of opening and closing. And then she says, yeah. So she unzips him and takes out what we kind of at first, I guess, think is the head of his cock. Yeah. Pulls out a fucking baby. Yeah. Like a, a, a fetus, like a, yeah. quite a big fucking fetus. Oh, fucking and weird. And the man starts making this yeah. horrendous noise. Kind of like, it's almost like an adult baby sound, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like this weird kind of crying baby mm. wailing as he's like staring at her while she's got this weird fetus in her hands. Fuck, that was so fucking weird, that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Because this would have been in a cinema, right? Yeah. So, again, like, we've talked about this before with previous yeah, films. Yeah. Like, you know, Red Account, My Bloody Angel. Imagine, you know, you're watching that. you got a normal fuck scene. And then, you know, the dismemberment mm. stuff happens. This is the same kind of thing. You're like, all right, here we go. Watch a little fuck film. Night Dream sounds pretty good. <laughs> and you get through the first scene. Like, oh, that was kind of weird. But, oh, the cowboy scene. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Then the Arabic scene, a bit weird, but okay. And then you get this. <laughs> This is this is horrible. Yeah, this is, all boners are gone at this point. <laughs> I shriveled up into myself, <laughs> and the baby. She's like holding up this this fetus, and it's just like twitching and convulsing oh. while this man is just like screaming oh. while these oh, these so violins fun. are playing. And I was like, "What am I watching? Make it stop!" That was properly amazing and fucked. <laughs> it was incredible. Oh, it was grim. Can I also mention I watched this at like 5am? Yeah, I was wondering that because you sent me a message. I got a message at like 6am or something from you like, hey, just finished watching the movie. <laughs> Dude, I am a very bad sleeper. Right, so, right. so I like wake up and it's like, oh, I'm not going back to sleep. Like I wake up like two or three and like, oh, I watch Night Dreams. And this was not what I was ready for at like 4, 5am, whatever. I watched this like in the afternoon yesterday just on my computer with my headphones on with Tana walking back and forth in the background probably wondering what the fuck I was watching yeah (laughs) Dave what are you masturbating to this time that's a fucking baby oh no (laughs) No. that that, that scene is grim and then it it does this sort of weird freeze frame so I I thought it was going to keep going with Mm. this but this is kind of like a little kind of in between like sex scenes kind of thing it's sort of a build up to the next part right that kicks in which is also really messed up <sighs> and pretty amazing mm. as well so after we get this really fuck scene with this weird baby dick man <laughs> <laughs> yeah we cut to this um just like a bathroom right mm. like a bathroom is a toilet in the background we see high heels mm. uh stockings sort of dripping sound. Yeah, it takes a while to reveal, but it's Mrs. Van Houten. Mm, she's kind of like glammed up. She's in like yeah. sexy lingerie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're, we keep zooming into the door mm. and it's kind of like glowing door frames and mm. everything. It's very weird. Yeah, it's sort of, the music's really weird. It's like this, again, like industrial mm. sort of sounding music and it kicks into this very odd sort of post-slow-mo, slow-mo, mm. where it's all like sort of jittery kind mm. of slow motion. Yeah, she walks up to the mirror. It's got this really intense lighting as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the lighting 
is amazing and throughout all of these scenes again really dark yeah. as well and then this door is opening like wider and wider and again we see some fucked up looking mask it's really scary guy. yeah this really scary kind of black and white mask mm. um this guy sort of watching through the door yeah mrs van houten again back in the bathroom she pulls out a, a kind of weird looking dildo mm. right? very i don't know much about dildos you're the dildo man here right? <laughs> that's what they call me <laughs> but it, it seemed like it wasn't a normal looking dildo to me i don't know it had like a weird nub on the end or something <laughs> but yeah she's like using the dildo she's like watching herself in the mirror yeah, right yeah, so yeah, it's like herself. a very voyeuristic it was kind of like that flashback to her like looking at herself in the in this lab watching yeah, the scientists yeah. so she's completely kind of entranced by looking at herself in mm. the mirror mm. complete unaware that she's being watched by this creepy mask boy mm. and again it's like it stays sort of in that weird slow motion mm. right for quite a while and again i think there's no sound other than the music right yeah that's all we're hearing and then yeah the man comes through into the room comes up behind her again it's in that weird slow slow-mo and then he he comes up behind her and attacks her mm. and pulls her down is it like on top of the Toilet, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then the slow motion just suddenly cuts out, and the music is goes fucking crazy at this point. Mm. And uh, yeah, he, I guess, is basically like raping, he's raping her, her over the point. toilet. Yeah, yeah, it just keeps cutting to his like creepy mask, and he's almost sort of like looking at the camera mm. points as well. It's like so laughing and stuff. Fucking yeah, weird. Oh my god, it was it was fuck? that scene was quite upsetting yeah it's very <laughs> because, confronting that scene because she's just like in her own world just like masturbating to yeah. herself completely unaware she's being watched but when he does come in like I said that slow-mo it's like it's really slow it's yeah, like yeah. a frame every like half a second or something it's like yeah. gung, gung, and he kind of like runs towards her but we don't get the running motion but because it's it is so slow we just see the the terror on her face and because it's slow, it kind of like freezes on that frame as she's being mm. grabbed from behind. It's really unsettling. Yeah. Um, and I think especially that it that scene opened with that creepy baby dick man. It mm. just adds to the just uh, so weird. It's such a shift from like, you know, that cowboy and yeah. Arabic scene. It's quite like confronting to go into that scene. Yeah. Yeah. But really amazing as well. Mm. Like really kind of beautifully realized in, mm. a, in a strange sort of way yeah pretty amazing yeah and fucked <laughs> <laughs> and then we come back to the scientists they're still mm. monitoring her and it seems that pushing her um is getting good results so they keep monitoring her keep her hooked up to the machine and uh something pretty great happens in this bit <laughs> what happens in this bit so oh, was yeah, it the, like, the male scientist yeah, yeah yeah so so yeah they're like oh we're succeeding it seems to be going well uh and then yeah mrs van houten comes up to that one way mirror and just starts pushing her body up against it mm. really hornily and the the male scientist starts getting really yeah. overly like kind of cartoonishly turned on yeah but he's kind of panicked as well, and he says the line, her, lib her libido is completely out of its cage. <laughs> <laughs> he's loving it. She he's also says it. a line here which kind of connects to the end of the film where she, she says, Who, who's the patient, who's oh. the doctor, which is kind of this sort of mm. loose sort of idea that it plays with 
towards the end. I don't know how successful that idea is throughout it. That's but. true. And then we cut to this, the scene, which was the reason I wanted you to watch this. This was the scene where I thought, this is the one. This is what is <laughs> going to put it on the podcast. Because- you know what's really disappointing is that I sadly got a little bit of this scene before oh, I watched no. the film. Because when you, when you sent me this film, I was like, I'll just make sure it works. Yeah, yeah. I flipped through it and I saw a flash of this scene, <laughs> which is when you watch the first part of this film, you would never expect what's no. going to happen to happen. No, this this <laughs> is the, the greatest scene in porn cinema history. This is fucking the Bold creme, claim. the creme de la creme of porn scenes. Oh my fucking God. The creme of the wheat. The <laughs> so holy shit. Yeah, I, I, I really wanted to see your like reaction when you saw this scene for the first time but we're not watching porn together so let's just talk about it so we cut to another one of miss van houten's fantasies we're in the kitchen and after seeing like the the fucking baby and then the toilet rape and we're going into darker and darker territory all of a sudden it's a very nice brightly lit happy kind of setting yeah she's in the kitchen she's cooking breakfast she puts on the radio she's in a happy mood she's talking to herself as well so she's like mmm I love cream of wheat that's feel, it feels so good going down my throat <laughs> so she picks up the cream of wheat now mm. I don't know what the fuck cream of wheat yeah, is yeah neither do I is it's that cream, an actual thing I, is that it's like a I feel like we call it something else right should yeah. I Google it? Google it. Cream of wheat. You'll be like, oh, yeah, cream of wheat. Yeah, Tom Cruise is in that. Cream of wheat. What is cream of wheat? It's. I guess it's kind of like a porridge. Right. Sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe it is porridge. That's Maybe that's what, just what American... Do they say porridge in America? We say porridge in England. We say porridge in Australia. I think they might say oatmeal. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is I, oatmeal I, porridge? Is I, that the same thing? I don't know. Americans, let us know. <laughs> Americans, what is cream of wheat? Please let us know. <laughs> It's very important. <laughs> so, yeah. So, she's cooking breakfast. She picks up a cream of wheat box. And like you said, says, I love cream of wheat. Feels, well, so hot and creamy. Feels great running down my throat. Now, to describe... You've, you've added a few extra bits that you, you, you made it a bit more erotic. Do I? I do yeah. that sometimes. <laughs> I have a tendency to make things erotic. That's what people tell me. Now, you're always making things erotic. I know. It's very it's uncomfortable. Just, I know. I can't We're out getting it. dinner and you're just making that erotic. I know. It's just... It's in my blood. <laughs> so to describe what the cream of wheat box looks like, it is um, a black man with a very tall chef's hat on the front holding up a bowl of this cream of wheat. So she's making it. She says it feels so good going down my throat. And all of a sudden, did I say that right? Did I make it more right? Yeah, yeah. I just love that we've said it now three times. Do you want to say it again? It feels so good going down my throat. Oh, you dirty bastard. <laughs> Feels so good when it goes down my throat. And all of a sudden, we get a voice call from behind and says, It really fills a girl up. (laughs) Eat it before it gets cold. And there we have a cream of wheat man. Man. (laughs) So it's a fucking giant human life-size box of cream of wheat. The, The face, the black man's face on the front cover is now an actual person like with the mm. face hole cut out he's got uh, his arms coming out the sides and his legs coming out the bottom and we 
We tilt down and his dick is coming out yeah. the bottom of the box. It's like a it's like a glory hole, yeah. but on a cream of wheat costume. And the radio's playing. Uh yeah, old man playing, river. Yeah, old man oh, river. You know. And and it's this really happy scene and she just goes down and starts fillating oh. the cream of wheat box. How how funny is it? So she's fillating him as this song's playing, and as she's like Sucking his dick, yeah. she's sort of dancing to yeah. the to the beat, and he's also kind of loving it and kind of dancing as yeah. well. Yeah, oh my god! But it gets better. So and then so we have a, a sh- we see some bread, yeah. and it's like a loaf of bread, and we keep cutting back from the bread to the dick sucking cream of wheat box, and every time we cut back to the bread, it's kind of sucking cream of wheat. <laughs> The, the bread is in a different position. It's like yeah, yeah. slightly, like it's almost like around. animated. Yeah. And so she's blowing him, and now the the bread is also a man, and yeah. he just kind of comes along and starts dancing. Uh, man, he he is. Th- this was the point where I actually. Oh fuck! This is so amazing. So, yes, this guy in this giant toast costume or bread costume. He's got sunglasses yeah. on. But then it's... Oh, I also wrote the comment. I'm just looking at my notes now. How did the cream of wheat guy stay hard as this was happening? Right, yeah. So she's like blowing him, dancing around. He's dancing too. While this man with sunglasses in a fucking bread host costume is dancing about. And just like but, clicking his fingers. Yeah, but then something happens that basically makes this probably the best film ever made right where he pulls out a saxophone (laughs) and starts playing the fucking saxophone as this scene is happening and at that point i'm like this is properly brilliant and the just so like the costumes are great as well Mm. like they just look so funny and oh man it was truly amazing it is it is and the the, the cream of wheat guy he looks so happy and he's like clicking his fingers whilst getting blown while this guy's doing a sax solo and the sax guy his dancing is so erratic as well it's really it's so erratic (laughs) and everyone's like dancing and getting blown Um, and the kind of and it ends like the the cream of wheat guy is on the floor, so we kind of have yeah, this yeah. like the shot from behind his head. <laughs> so the, the 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 focus isn't even on the sex; it's on the saxophone player. It's really the saxophone nuts. bread man. <laughs> it, it definitely the scene becomes all about that saxophone mm. guy. Like it it really keys in on that guy. Fuck though, that that was the best one of the best things I've ever seen right. in any film alright now you would agree that this is the Citizen Kane of porn films <laughs> it is narratively very similar to Citizen Kane do you think Orson Welles watched this film I think he may have had just a little bit of influence <laughs> Wait, which came first <laughs> what Citizen Kane or this I think Night Dreams was first <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that that scene fucking floored me. I don't think I ever I've I've yet recovered from it. I think especially because it comes after so much darkness mm. that it, it really it's already insane, but then it's really amplified in where it's sort of placed in the film. I think. Yeah. Fucking oh, oh, I loved it. So now we come back to the scientists. Mm. They're eating dinner. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like a candlelit dinner, mm. but they're still in the same spot, right? Yeah, so, so they, they have the subjects like monitors in the background and they're eating dinner, but they're kind of like arguing as if like they're arguing like like a married couple. Mm. And and the female scientist is like, the trout needs more basil. 
Yeah. And they're eating, they're eating trout, right? Some fish, and they're arguing about if it's seasoned enough. And yeah. It's just like fucking hell. This is this got a bit depressing pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. And then we cut to a very fuck scene, which I'll let you oh, talk about. Yeah. I again, this scene. All right. So the the three scenes that made me actually four scenes that made me go fuck. This is one of the best hmm. porn films I've ever seen. The first fucked up nose mask guy. Mm. The disturbing. Dracula guy with the baby dick, the Wonder Bread uh, costume guy, yeah, and then this bit, mm. which is just fucked. So we cut to Mrs. Van Houten. She's next to just sleeping next to a dead fish. Yeah, like this fish just like next to her, and mm. it, already I'm like, wow, this is what a fucking weird mm. image to have in a porn film. But then <laughs> the fish starts like opening and closing its mouth kind yeah. of calling back to that scene from before right? mm. the, the weird dracula guy baby dick man mm. closing and opening his mouth and then it sort of stops like as if it's died yeah kind of thing and that's it like it's just it's amazing yeah that scene i, I wonder because it was it was really weird because she was like they're in bed and she's smoking cigarettes so i wonder if it was like a post fuck cigarette kind of yeah. thing but then like yeah the tr- the trout He's opening his mouth as if he's trying to like breathe like a fish out of water. He's just yeah. like <laughs> he's making a weird noise, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, it was it was, it was really disturbing. Super weird. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I, I love the kind of the imagery in this. Is, mm. It's really quite brilliant. Like, but honestly. it's such a short scene as well. Yeah, really quick. It's kind of it is kind of like that bit with the baby dick guy. It's mm. like this weird kind of in between scene. Mm. Um, that sort of yeah is like a prelude to a sex scene mm. yeah but it, it just adds so much that that short moment yeah and then we cut to hell Fuck which one yeah. i assume was hell yeah, yeah yeah this this scene is also really crazy the art direction in this is really good this is one of the ones i was like this is this has got to be one of the vhs like sets you yeah, know yeah. From, from the design yeah there's the poster design mm. uh because it's a very well done scene the, the yeah. set design is quite incredible it and looks, the makeup is yeah, incredible yeah. it looks really cool so we're sort of panning across sort of yeah like naked strung up bodies it's very dark lots mm. of screaming and moaning red light smoke uh yes yeah, like very clearly like hell mm. pretty much straight away and then we see i guess it's supposed to be it's Satan, right? We can only assume yeah. it's Satan. It's not your conventional Satan. Yeah. But it's like a demon-esque. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. At first I'm like, is it just a demon? But then it, as it goes on, it seems like it's it's probably Satan. Mm. So yeah. So like you said, there's there's demons. There's there's like constant smoke and screams and like hellish mountains and rock. It's just a red, bleak landscape. And then um, and there's like slaves, kind of like chained to the walls. Yeah. Mm. And our Miss Van Halton is in hell. And proceeds to get eaten out by another a hell slave. I'm not sure. There's just a <laughs> random woman there who seems like she might be a slave or something who who comes and eats her out over a hell rock. <laughs> <laughs> Some of um, yeah, Satan's dialogue in this is very funny. I couldn't understand what the fuck you were saying. Yeah, it is quite hard to hear. I had to like rewind it a mm. few times to catch everything, but. It, it kind of goes into, like, sat- satirical kind of territory for some weird reason, where he's, like, talking about cable TV and stuff. Did you catch any of that? <laughs> Maybe, like, gist of it, but it's yeah. so, like, heavily, like, there's loads of effects on his voice. Yeah. So yeah. it's really difficult he, for me to catch. He is hard to hear, but at um, one of his early lines, he says, 
they're talking about pain and he's like you want to know what pain is pain is pain is not having your own cable outlet when you need to tell all the slime out there what life is all about <laughs> it's really strange pain is not having your own cable outlet when you want to tell all those slime And then throughout it, he's getting increasingly annoyed that he doesn't have, like, his own kind of uh, morning TV show or something. <laughs> I think, brilliant, like, brilliant. It, it was hard to uh, to make out. Uh, another thing I loved about this scene, so as Mrs. Van Houten's getting her butt licked, uh, we're also, we've got this slave, like, oh, she, um, strung up. Yeah, she was the best. And uh, I think she's someone. I think she's from other things. Oh, really? I, I, yeah, I couldn't quite work out what it was. Like, but she looks really familiar. But at one point, she's uh, she shouts out, ream, ream, my, ream her ass like you reamed mine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then Satan's like, ream? Did I hear someone say ream? Now we're talking my language. <laughs> so it's really, it's very, like, visually disturbing mm. and... Uh, creepy but it but it's also kind of very comical yeah scene as well i loved that that almost yeah princess lairest like yeah. slave rimores <laughs> and then what does uh what does satan oh fucking out? hell yeah so so he comes along with his staff yeah he has a staff which is a um a double dildo on top of it so you got like, like a, a double dildo pitchfork yeah yeah it's like almost like the trident like yeah, satan's yeah. fork and yeah you got you got a you got two two dildos on the top one for the front one for the back and just begins to to fuck her with his staff yeah. it's quite intense but like the yeah the, the the dildos on top are they're like demon dicks as well aren't they yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they look really painful <laughs> oh god yeah it sort of yeah goes into this weird sort of orgy and my my favorite thing is like as Satan does a come. Mm. He it plays like it has like a thunder sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the lightning flash and oh, the, the Satan come face. Yeah, but all throughout this, he keeps like talking about your yeah, like TV exposure and like like all this weird really, sort of yeah. stuff. It's very strange. My main takeaway from this scene was the sound. Mm. This sound really got to me. Because it's a long scene. Oh, just like the constant looped moans. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's one scream. There's like a five <sighs> second scream. It's like, ah, and, but it's like a really distinctive scene. You know, like, you know, like in horror films where they will like have a scream that they use twice and you, you're like, yeah, that's yeah. the same scream. You just yeah. fucking reuse that. So they have this one like five second scream on loop the whole time and this like clock ticking. It's like, chuck. Yeah, and just the screen is ah like, and and it goes on for like ten minutes, and I was like, fucking hell, I'm going insane just <laughs> listening to that whilst watching Satan fuck this woman. Yeah. Uh it was it was tough for me to get through. It it kind of messed with me. I'm not gonna lie, it was a bit much for the senses. Yeah, that sound was really fucked and nightmarish for me as well. And the other, this is a weird comment, but. The other thing that was fucking with my head in that scene is that Satan and also the color kind of, um, what do you, what do you call it? Like the kind of style or the, the tone of that, mm. that scene weirdly reminded me a lot of, uh, have you ever seen the Eisenstein movie, Ivan the Terrible? No. Like part one and part two. No. 
the guy playing Satan, I, I can show you a picture of him, reminded me so much <laughs> of the actor from this fucking Eisenstein right. film. Right. Which was very a very weird kind of like thing to have in my mind while watching mm. a you know, Satan with a double headed pitchfork <laughs> dildo thing. <laughs> Thinking about an Eisenstein. Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was very weird. But that whole scene was uh yeah, it was pretty full on. It was a little bit exhausting. It was. It was long, the sound design was fucked. Like yeah, it was yeah. it was very intense. But yeah, really it was, cool, it, it was exhausting, cool like I said. Makeup on, on Satan. Mm. It, it looks really cool. Oh yeah, it it was decent. Very, very good sets, good makeup, everything was great in it. Not not like a cheap, shitty yeah, porno yeah, whatsoever. Cool. Yeah. Then we go back to the scientists. The male scientist is saying, you've gone too far. We need to to sedate her. Yeah. He's like, like, this woman is on the brink of an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, I, I know she says that right. And then he's like, you call, you call it an orgasm. I call it a breakdown. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> orgasm versus breakdown. Yeah. So again, they're just having conflicting opinions. What is best for Miss Van Houten? The, the female scientist insists on keep pushing her and pushing her because... At the end of the day, from what we learned from the beginning, is that the the primary goal of this is to enforce an orgasm on Miss Van Houten. But it's quite the a confusing m- experiment. It is. Because, like, she's like, yeah, she's about to do an orgasm. Do an orgasm. <laughs> and, uh, do an orgasm. Do an orgasm. And, like, the guy's like, no, you can't, we don't want her to do an orgasm. It's very confusing. Well, because he, he thinks that we're pushing her to the point of a breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, he says that right. Yeah. You call it an orgasm, I call it a breakdown. That that sounds like it'd be a good like crooner song, <laughs> like Frank Sinatra singing that. <laughs> you call it an orgasm. <laughs> um, and then we cut to our final. Uh, this part was really boring. It was. It Not was. gonna lie, I watched it in double speed. <laughs> I was very bored in this scene. It was a weird one to end on, but I, I kind of sense. understand why yeah, they yeah. chose to do it. Yeah. It makes sense. It's just, it was a bit exhausting mm. at this point. I was a bit pawned out at this point. Um, How many comes did you do up until this point? Uh, like 15 or so. The baby scene? <laughs> That's not... I I won't even make a joke about that. <laughs> the fish. Yeah, the fish. It was the fish. The, um, you know, the fish... Toilet as, rape. As soon... Fuck off. <laughs> The fish, as soon as I saw the double-headed pitchfork dildo, just instant come on the spot. And that scene was responsible so, for... Right, that, that, that was like <laughs> 10 of my comes was just every time that was it on on screen, basically. And yeah, the fish, uh, the fucking mask, nose fucking oh, mask God. thing at the start. I, like, I wish that was my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. So, so the the last what do you even call it? Vision, yeah, we, delusion, the the, yeah, la- yeah. the last fuck scene, fuck dream, fuck dream, the fuck dream. We go. Oh, from- the last night dream. That's what we're doing. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that's, that's what, what it's is. called. <laughs> the last fuck night dream. We move from hell. We go up to heaven, mm. and got a big willy lad in heaven. <laughs> Mrs. Van Houten's going through these like sort of pearly gates mm. kind of thing. It's all in slow motion. We have some uh, beautiful uh, piano music mm. playing. It's uh, it's that song, right? It's uh, you know that song that's in like every film. No. Uh, wait, hang on. I wrote down what it was. It's by Eric Satie. Right. Gymno Gymnopedi. How do you pronounce that? How don't do ask you, me. How do you, how do you pronounce oh, that? Which Gym- one? Where am I looking Gymno- at? Gymno. 
What am I looking at? Where are we? Showing how uncultured we are. <laughs> how do you pronounce that? I don't fucking know. What's this? Jim, that's Jim a, No Petty? That's a long old name. But it's that song that you, you'll know it. If you hear it, you're like, oh, of course, that song. Right. It's the one that goes... You know that song? Nope. We'll play it over the background of this. All right. Let's put it in now. All right. All right, so it's playing now. So everyone listening is like, oh, fuck, of course. Of course, Jim, Jim Nogobodamedi. It's in... That is in so many movies. It's in uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Right. It's in My Dinner with Andre. And it's probably in about a billion other films as well. Right. And now it's in this film as well. Okay. Night Dreams. Now, was it me? Or is the... What we can only assume is God in this scene, um, who she proceeds to fuck. Was that oh. not the male doctor? Ah, uh, was it? I thought that was the male doctor. He I, looks very similar okay. to him, but in the doctor scenes, his hair's kind of like forward, and as God, his hair's Shit. like slick back. I did not notice. So I, I thought that was him. You thought that was supposed to be God? Like, she's fucking God. I was like, oh, she's in heaven. Like, I don't oh, know. I just thought it was she just guy. fucked Satan, so she came up that to does, heaven that, and fucked God that now. That makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. It really, that does really make sense. You were busy, you were concentrating on the music. Yeah, I was like, oh, what is this song? And I had to Shazam it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that song. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you said, it's, it's a very underwhelming finale. Yeah, um, it's very it's very vanilla, which I guess is the point. Right? Mm. It's very normal. Uh, it's just that gentle piano song, and very yeah, like nothing crazy happens. No, yeah. no, because we're in heaven. Yeah, it's, it's, crazy it's a place of heaven. purity. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, she's fucking god, but <laughs> apart from that, it's a place of purity. And they have a very long, slow, dreamy like sex. Scene mm. with a very close-up, yeah, cum face. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it ends with this fucking disgusting, very greasy wank off. Oh yeah, there, where like it's like a shot that's like pointed right down, like right into the face of the dick, <laughs> and it's just this sort of dirty, greasy wank off mm. at the end, which is kind of funny because the scene's like so gentle and yeah. heavenly and. <laughs> Just steady. It's yeah. close up of a yeah. It's quite full on, isn't it? It's a bit much for the senses. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that was the last um, night dream. If that's what you want to call dream. Him. That's him. And then we and then and then we come back to the scientists for the last time, and then we kind of get some uh, closure on what the whole thing is about and what we're actually doing here. Mm. You you call it closure. You think that's closure? <laughs> well, you, you explain what it is. I found it confusing. So we cut back to the scientists um, and they're like, oh, it's that time again. Yep, time to go home. Time to clock out. Like as if like this is their yeah. day-to-day job. They're doing this thing every day. And they're like, wow, time goes fast, huh? So they're getting ready to go home. Miss Van Houten walks in and she's like, uh, yeah, great session again, guys, right? You know, so I'll see you again next week, right? And the scientists are like, huh, do we have a choice? And then it just cuts. So what what would you say the closure of that is? Well, she's just going to their clinic. They're doing this thing every day, probably for a, a mixture of women. And mm. she's just coming to their clinic to to learn how to have an orgasm through their sex therapy. I was like wondering if that was a reference to earlier where... She's like, who's the patients kind of thing. Mm. Are they the patients and she's like, or are they the clients? Right. 
I don't know. I didn't take it like that. Um, I just thought that's the clinic they're running. Mm. She's one of possibly many women who are coming in and women who can't have an orgasm. Mm. And they're uh, training women to have an orgasm through these various erotic visions. Mm. But who knows? I don't think it's a film that is that deep. So, But it just suddenly... And they're like, do we have a choice? And then it cuts. So it's it's a bit of um, an odd ending. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sudden. Mm. It's kind of... Yeah, like, while the film is great, the last sort of, what, like, ten minutes are Mm. quite shit. Mm. So you kind of forget how bonkers it was beforehand, because it ends with that very, like, unremarkable heaven scene, and then that sort of weird, haphazard ending. Yeah. So it doesn't leave you feeling, I don't know, you, you kind of forget that it starts with this fucked up, yeah, cunt in a mask, sure. with a fucking horrible yeah, nose, totally do, yeah. jamming it into a, into a lady. So, yeah, it it is kind of a weird ending. Yeah, mm. it would have been great if they just ended with her having like the mother of all orgasms, because that seems to be the whole point of the film, right? Yeah, I guess that is that sort of what it was going for at the end. I know they don't really like make a big deal about it. No, right? with the heaven scene. No. Mm. So uh, it was weird though, but there was some kind of like there, there was a connection between the, the 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 real world and her visional world. Like like mm. the uh, the scientist saying the trout is you know under season, then she's in bed yeah. with the trout. Yeah, yeah. And then I could be wrong, but I thought the male doctor was God. So there seems to be like mm. she's taking some sort of influence from the situation that she's in and bringing it into her visions. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when they talk about her trauma, I do wonder if it has something to do with that demented like you know black and white mask guy in the toilet mm. scene but in the toilet scene it's a bit grim i don't know what else to call it but yeah like i don't know but again maybe we're also looking into it too much yeah. it's just yeah. a series of uh weird fuck scenes <laughs> but, yeah but it kind of like comes across as like you know those like anthology films mm. you know like like vhs and stuff where you have like a um uh, an overall story that just connects that 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 puts in a bunch of unrelated mm. scenes. Um, yeah, and this was absolutely perfect for that setting because yeah, yeah. none of the sex scenes are connected whatsoever. For you know, um, all have their very own original stylistic choice and their own theme and their own story, if you will. But all all kind of housed in this. Um, human experiment setting yeah, which is sure. a setting i absolutely love in yeah. films yeah it was it was really cool it's definitely among the most interesting porn films mm. i've ever ever seen yeah and like visually it's pretty amazing kind of start to finish and very like it looks very high budget mm. considering what it is and the fact that it's definitely not high budget <laughs> but it's clearly made by real artists and like people that really wanted to make something that looked incredibly cool Mm. um yeah it's just such a weird film and it's a film that just doesn't exist now right so it's pretty pretty amazing little time capsule as well yeah i heard a final tidbit that i i gathered um this film actually replaced the um you know like the midnight movie circuit in america this one replaced eraserhead and pink flamingos actually really yeah what the fuck? Yeah, which That's is nuts. Wild. Yeah, <laughs> but you can t- you can totally see it happening, mm. can't you? Yeah, yeah. It seems to it definitely grab that crowd. Do you know much about the sequels? No, I'm very curious to see them though. But I do know 
that um, the uh, St- is it Stephen Sayadian, <laughs> my Steve. mate, Steve, he directed them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why people say that this Francis Delia director is him, is right. actually Steve, because the stylistic choices are very similar. I did see that the the guy that um, what what's the director's name again? Francis uh, Francis Delia Delia. Like I I saw that he has directed some non porn stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see that and see what the style of that is like mm. as well. And also, like, the sequels, do you know when they're from? No, no, I haven't. We can have that, a look. That's the other sort of... Oh, oh shit, just looking it up now. This The first sequel is from 1990. Wow, so a good nine years after the fact. Yeah, so mm, I, I get the feeling that they maybe wouldn't be that interesting to watch because it's sort of after, you know this kind of porn film doesn't exist anymore. Mm. In 1990, it was all, like, video and stuff like that. After sure. That. Yeah. So this is, yeah, kind of kind of coming, I guess, sort of towards, getting towards the end of, like, the golden age of porn films. So. Yeah, it was the first of its type. Um, I think I, I read somewhere, or at least according to someone's review from the time that it was released, was the first film um, that mixed like eroticism and uh and dreamlike states which is quite an interesting fact like mm. but who knows there may be there may have been ones before this i don't fucking know <laughs> i don't fucking know it's based on a comment you read i don't even know where i read it now, now i'm thinking about it like wait where did i read that <laughs> so how did you get on with this dave what is your your thoughts your final thoughts your final score are we going wrong wrong amateur see how already? wrong this one goes oh do you have more to say no no i'm just uh yeah great film uh great film a lot of comes no it, it is genuinely really great it is you know it's it comes with a you know it's a porn film obviously so it's a hard one to recommend to mm. people but you know, if you're interested in how strange and interesting porn films can get, this is definitely a pretty, a kind of quite accessible place to start, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't about, I don't know about that. <laughs> I got the heebie-jeebies a few times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was not expecting it to go into the the amount of horror that it actually went into. Yeah, yeah. Dead babies and fish and... Mm. rape over toilet and shit yeah it is pretty disturbing but it's also you know pretty amazingly put together so Mm. and it's quite entertaining mostly like it it is there's some exhausting bits but it's mostly pretty watchable yeah maybe not one to recommend to to i don't know who (laughs) who the fuck would who's this for uh, I don't know. I guess us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wrongometer. So wrongometer. How wrong the film is, yeah. not how good the film is. No. If I was giving it a good rating, how the good on the good on goodometer. Goodometer. I'd probably give it like an eight or a nine. But on the wrongometer, it's a kind of a tough one. Mm. That first scene alone is so fucked with that mask and the yeah. the nose going <laughs> in and out. <laughs> oh. And um, that and the baby dick man <laughs> baby dick and the trout man. stuff. And even, look, even the the, the bread stuff yeah. and the cream of wheat just makes it very bonkers. So I'm going to go for, oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say, I was going between a seven and an eight, but let's uh, say eight. I'm going to say eight. I think eight is a fair shout. Yeah. I think 
I mean, oh God, like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of fucked up stuff in this film. But at the same time, they went out knowingly they wanted to make something fucked up, mm. which kind of takes a point away from it, you know? That's true. Yeah. So, so they were, you know, they, they, they wanted to make something fucked. Not, no one's going into a porn film to watch Toast Serenade, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a cream of wheat box getting inflated with a saxophone. That's not anyone's no idea one? of a good time. Maybe someone, maybe you, Dave. <laughs> but they, the, the point of this was to make a weird art house fucked up porn film. And the fact that that was its initial intentions, mm. I guess, takes away the just a little bit off the wrong one. Just, just, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, this is one of the most fucked up porn films, if not the most fucked up. I mean, it, it, taking away like, shit like you know like scat porn or vomit porn or something you know <laughs> this is one of the most fucked up porn films i've ever seen 100 percent. no one wants to go into a porn film and see like a man with a hollow chest get a fetus <laughs> pulled out of his dick like that's not porn that's not porn yet it is porn this is a porn film why did they make this why did they choose to make these insane <laughs> insane creative choices and I think one of the big things uh, for me as well is is the sound choice. Like, it's just so, yeah. so unerotic. Like, mm. what you're seeing on the screen is just sex, people fucking. But the sound, the the constant, like, screams and the clocks tickings and the industrial noises, mm. it's the most unerotic porn film I think I've ever seen. Because, like I said, with um things like... like scat films or vomit films they're made for people yeah. with that fetish they're catering to a exactly. specific fetish yeah. so for someone who doesn't have that fetish and is going to just start watching someone get shit on they're going to say oh that's fucked up that's fucking wrong but for someone who does have that fetish that's like fucking Disneyland covered in shit <laughs> so again it's like who was this made for and the fact that every single scene caters not not it's not catering to anyone really it's just it has its own like a uh, theme mm. so oh fucking hell and another thing i want to say as well is the um the 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 blend of eroticism versus the story because i think with any porn film that has a story like a plot based porn film it's it's always a balancing act because you, if you get invested in the story, and then the porn film come, the porn scene comes around, you're instantly taken out of that plot, and you're you're there just to watch people fuck. And if you're invested in the plot, you're not really going to enjoy the fucking that much, which is one of the, uh, I guess you could say the the issues I have with pink cinema a lot of the time, because they're an hour long, um, and you have a story, but we need a certain amount of sex scenes within that film to meet the criteria to make a pink film, right? We spoke about that before when we did, um, what was it? Name Means Yes. Mm. For someone who's like invested in the story, this isn't going to be fun for them because it's a bunch of... You, you, the story keeps getting interrupted with a lot of weird fucking. If you're going in to watch a porn film, then you've got... It's too visually intense, like with with Satan and dead babies and fish. Like it's not erotic at all. No one's getting turned on by this. 
Well, maybe you did. <laughs> but I think with that balance in mind, like the, the two things, like a story-driven porn film, in my eyes, doesn't work. The two things just like don't work well together. If you want to see a porn film, you just want to see people fucking. Right? I don't know. I actually disagree with you. Really? Because okay. I, I think like a lot of... Uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I understand your point, but I think like you know, um, a lot of pink films, the sex scenes are connected to like a good pink film. The sex scene makes sense within the context of the story. Mm. If you know what I mean? So like a film like Lunchbox, for example, mm. every sex scene in that has a kind of narrative power to it, right? And it makes sense within the scene. And I would argue that too with a lot most of sato's films mm-hmm. as well yeah i don't know there's also like a lot of kind of classic era porn films that i fucking love and yeah they've got sex scenes but it still works as a as a narrative and right. they yeah i i do know what you mean but i don't entirely agree that's fair enough each of their mm-hmm. own yeah for me I, I both both for me have never worked well together that's mm-hmm. just my opinion as a viewer mm-hmm. With that in mind, the wrong one, Mitta. Fucking hell, it's a tough one. It is a tough one because this film is so, so visually fucked up. It's so visually fucked up. And the sound as well is very grating. Mm. Yet it's a porn film, yet it's not erotic. But I think 8 is a is a good a good score for this film. Mm. Mm. We're both on 8? I think we're both on 8, yeah. Yeah, it is a hard one. Like I kind of wanted to give it more. Yeah, me too, but... Mm. I, I did want to give it more because I've never seen anything like this. Um, and the fact that it is a porn film as well kind of does mm, cranks it up a little bit. But the fact that they they intentionally made mm, mm. it this way and made a film that is wrong by anyone's standards <laughs> kind of makes it not wrong by our standards in a way. Sure. Yeah, it is. It was a really hard one. I wasn't really sure until you asked me what my rating was going to be. Right. Yeah, it was a very tough one, I mm. think, yeah. But I would definitely recommend this <laughs> to <laughs> to yeah, probably people that listen to, listen this, to, yeah, pod, yeah. to this podcast. People yeah. who are into like alternative cinema or yeah. or yeah. It's like it is like legitimately it's not a shit film. Like mm. there's great stuff in this. It is a really like the the fact that that first kind of scene is so disturbing, mm. so unsettling. It's, like, much creepier than any kind of, like, recent horror film I've seen. Just oh, yeah. that first, like, disgusting dick. mask, you know, nose dick guy. Like, that's fucked. And, like, the surreal kind of absurd imagery is, like, really amazing mm. as well. This is clearly a film that, you know, it, it wasn't just thrown together to, like, quickly make a film. Like, mm. clearly the people involved in this, um, you know, were really you know, trying to make something special. And we, we didn't talk about it much, but yeah, the performance from that lead ac- actress, yeah, Dorothy LeMay is mm. really good. Like oh, she's yeah. really fucking good. Mm. And all of her, you know, kind of the in-between scenes and the monologues that she does are, are really awesome. Oh yeah. She did really bloody well. Um, Miss Van Houten. And yeah, again, like I just, I can't believe that I didn't, I hadn't heard about this before. It's mm. really weird that I, yeah, I had never heard about this, never seen this. Um, really surprised me because it's so mental. How, how did I not know? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I could uh, bring something new. Yeah. <laughs> so what's uh, uh, what we got? Oh fuck! Oh, God. Yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, 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 I I'm so fucking excited for 
next week. Because what, what number episode is this? What are we on? No idea. I've got no idea either. Like, what is it? Like, maybe 10? Is it? I think so. Hey! Here's the thing. We... We, yeah, this is episode 10. We record all of these early, so we never know <laughs> what uh, episode number it is. But how is it that we've gone 10 episodes and we haven't done a fucking movie from Hong Kong? I'll tell you why that is. Because the problem is we've seen every mm, Cat 3 that you could possibly see. Mm. Both of us are like, you know, we love Cat 3s and it's very hard to find, you know, one that the other hasn't seen. Yep. But there is a Cat 3 that you haven't seen. And I'm so fucking pumped to watch this. And you're going to love it. Yes. You're going to love this film. Good. So next time, we're going to watch the brilliantly titled Don't Stop My Crazy Love For You (laughs) from Hong Kong, of course. It's a cat three. (laughs) Don't Stop My Crazy Love For You. Don't Stop My Crazy Love For You. And it stars our guy, Simon Yam. Yes. Dr. Lam himself. Yes. (laughs) And... It's fucking bonkers, awesome. and you're gonna love it. Awesome. I'm so happy that you haven't seen that one, so I get to to watch it again. What a title! Yeah. So next time we'll be doing that. We also we always forget to do it, but what should people also do, <laughs> as well as listening to this episode? You should. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe <laughs> to our Twitter and other platforms that we may be on. Yes. So if you want to follow us on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter is SMSW Podcast. What's that short for? Show me something wrong. Right. Podcast. There you go. SMSW Podcast on Twitter. Please follow us there. And please also, I don't really know how this works, but if you could give us a rating and review us somehow, I don't really understand how it works. But if you do it on Apple Podcasts, uh-huh. I think. Is that a thing? Just find a place like type in how do I review a podcast please do that because we really need people to do that so uh, you know people listen to us that's it we're not going to tell you where to do it but find it yourself well, like and Apple do it. Podcasts just, I don't know get your app out do a rating come on guys get your apps out yes. <laughs> yeah no please rate and review us and if you have any you know friends that like this kind of stuff like mm. tell them to listen to it as well and yeah share it on Twitter too that would be really helpful for us do it look at the bush on her